Today is Thursday, September 15th. The title for our devotional is Come to Jesus. This week I am seeking to present the way of Jesus as the most excellent way. It's 1 Corinthians 12, 31. That's, that's borrowing Paul's language from that verse. Uh, because the way of love is the way of Jesus. My prayer is that the way of Jesus will become so appealing to you that your desire to follow the, in the framework of this campaign, the first and second ways, that our culture presents will wane entirely and you'll fully desire to follow the way of Jesus because you'll see that the way of Jesus is just so much better. The first way in the culture of Jesus' day was the way of the Torah. Remember, the Torah was not only a religious document for the Jewish people. It dictated religious laws, civil laws, as well as moral laws. It governed one's whole life, personal, home, societal, political, etc., The Jews had, in many cases, failed to see the bigger story of God's redemptive plan through the Messiah that the Torah called for. This led them to follow the law of Moses legalistically and often improperly, adding more laws to the laws and missing the bigger picture. The Pharisees, Jesus' primary opponents in his ministry, are an example of this. What we are calling the first way of Jesus' culture. It's in this cultural environment that Jesus says the words here of Matthew 11, 28 through 30. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Attempting to follow the law perfectly is a burden and a yoke. It is impossible to follow it perfectly. Therefore, That is a way that leaves one feeling weary and burdened. Jesus directs this statement towards those who have carried this heavy burden for generations and found it to be an impossible burden to bear. You can see Galatians 2 through 3 for more teaching on that from the Apostle Paul. This way, Paul says, was a guardian. That is, the law was a guardian or a tutor in some translations until Christ came. The law is no longer the way. Jesus is now the way. Again, we see Jesus doesn't call them to a teaching or to a philosophy, but to himself. It would be expected in his day for a teacher to develop a teaching or a philosophy and then call people to follow that. Instead, Jesus says, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. For my yoke is easy and my burden as light. By yoke and burden, Jesus is referring to his teaching and his entire way of life. This is why Paul's favorite phrase to describe the Christian life is, in Christ. As believers, we are united to Christ through the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. So we can say that we are in Christ, and Christ is in us. If we are in Christ, then we no longer live, but Christ lives within us, as Galatians 2.20 says. Christ's way becomes our way in that case. The chapter titles of John Tyson's book, The Burden is Light, paint a good picture of how the way of Jesus leads to rest. The titles are as follows. Comparison for Calling, Competition for Compassion, Control for Surrender, Cursing for Blessing, Complacency for Passion, Judgment for Mercy, Pride for Humility, and Distraction for Presence. He's calling us to trade out those first ones for the second ones. The first ones are the way of the world. The second ones are the way of Jesus. 
first ones our nature and culture draw us towards. The second ones are the way of Jesus. Those first ones lead us to not to rest, but to an anxious soul. Jesus' way promises to give us rest for our souls. Remember, soul here is not referring to the ghost in the machine or the afterlife idea that we think of today, but to the deepest parts of our inner life and who we are. The soul integrates our heart and mind and strength, our capacities. Our soul, as Dallas Willard says, is very needy, and it only finds its rest and satisfaction in Jesus. This text articulates what many of us found to be true experientially. Every other way we pursue does not lead to rest for our souls. Take politics, for example, a common way of life that people pursue today. In in Tyson's chapter titles above, politics embodies almost all of the first characteristics. Comparison, pride, judgment, control, cursing. Following the way of politics in general, or your party allegiance specifically, will lead only to a distorted, anxious soul. When we look at our political landscape, we hardly see a picture of rest, right? We see riots, protests, insurrection attempts, slander, hatred, and anger. They characterize our political landscape far more than love. One will not find rest in following the way of their political party. Yet, so many have adopted the way of their political party as their primary way of life. If you are failing to experience this rest that Jesus promises, perhaps you have adopted the wrong way. To those of you who are failing to experience true rest, Jesus' offer remains the same as it did to his disciples. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Adopt his way, his teaching, his whole way of life, not just in your religious category of life, but in all of your life. The way of Jesus cannot be relegated to one sphere of life. It informs our politics, our cultural views, our career, our moral life, our relational life, our financial life. All of it must fall under the way of Jesus and his lordship for us to experience his rest. Mm